Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 liberty in america is under assault we no longer live in a reality that includes property rights we're no longer the kings of our own castle we no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism instead we're negotiating our rights with our own government This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour each and every Sunday night where we discuss and dissect political talking points of both parties designed specifically to seize your liberty. And this week, every week, is, it, we're inundated with different opportunities to go to pick apart what we're being fed by propagandists called uh, newscasters. And this week is uh, one of the most sickening of all weeks, because what happens is um, political sycophants and and, and ideologues of a certain party of a certain tyranny I would say opportunists opportunists are taking advantage of a tragedy in Florida of a school shooting um, to go after the individuals who had nothing to do with it who um, for the most part are sickened as we all are about this horrific tragedy and not a minute is wasted before politicians come on and you're hearing the word conversation. I must have heard the word conversation 400 times today about how we're going to open the conversation. We're going to have the conversation. And I have a little thing I like to say, and I say it from time to time, whether we're talking about the economy or whether we're talking about um, issues of laws being used as spears instead of shields. And that is that government failure within government failure lies their strength. And no more is that more evident than the Keystone Bureau of Investigation. The yeah. Keystone Bureau of Investigation. Now, what to pick up on this is that government failure doesn't have consequences on government officials. No government official will be affected by this kind of failure. You could see as they start to protect you. You have my uh, part-time governor, Scott, in Florida call for the removal of the head of the FBI. Why the head? Why not everybody in the entire division in that section of Florida? None of you did your job. I mean, yeah. I, I, you've got a thousand agents. I think the disconnect was between the tip line in D.C. and it never, it never was passed down to the Miami field office. Because government failure doesn't have repercussions on the bureaucrats. And it's also commonplace. It's it, standard operating procedure. It doesn't have ramifications, very few, on, on the elected officials as their elections are spread out so far apart that we give them a year of propaganda called an election year. Who does, it have, who does government's failures have an effect on? And that is on us. The citizens who pretend to be represented. And, the, and, and a really sad part about today was um, on the, each Sunday show, they brought out the kids affected by this, which, right. is, which is heartbreaking. Yeah. Right. And now these are kids that were traumatized. You can even imagine. They're, first of all, they're insulated. They're teenagers. They're traumatized. And so far, they're, whole, they, they're turning to adults for protection. 
And the media is taking advantage of that because that call for this magical utopia protection fits the narrative of these socialists. That's what, they, say, that's what that's I their heard. whole premise is that there's some magical being that will protect, provide, and is responsible for all of our safety. No, 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 no. That sounds way too much like God. That's not a socialist. Well, that's what government is to a socialist. Well, I, you know, government what I heard God. for 400 times uh, this week here was, uh, you know, we need common sense gun reforms or common sense gun reforms. Every time I asked for a specific, okay, like, like what? Don't get hung up on the specifics. There was never an answer. Macbeth, so, if you're going to make it in politics, well, it's the specifics you must avoid like politics. I have no ambition to make anything in politics, thankfully. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, when you go ahead and you boil it down, you've got um, people who say, okay, we want this, we want this. This incident is going to make it easier for us to get this. Therefore, we're going to chant loudly about it, even though it won't do anything to fix the problem. Well, we in Chicago, in, in Illinois, have a unique perspective on this once again. Not just because Illinois is the petri dish of corruption, of political uh, malfeasance, yeah. of, of misappropriation of funds, of donor corruption. It is all of those things. But the day before, yeah. a true Chicago police hero. And, and the more you learn about Officer Bauer. He really was the mold. I mean, yeah. from the interviews for years, the mounted. I mean, this guy, the, you don't even know him and you love him as you learn about him as time goes on. And it's heartbreaking. And he was killed by a four-time felon with an extended clip in his gun. And not one politician, not one, talked about gun laws. You know why? Because there isn't a gun law that prevents a criminal from getting a gun. Well, there wait, isn't shouldn't, one. shouldn't it be illegal for a convicted felon to own a you gun? I would think it would be. Oh, oh, wait, it is. Yeah, of course it is. Well, well, shouldn't it be illegal for him to, have, uh, him to have an extended magazine? So merely oh, 24 hours later, this tragedy... Of this morphodite. And I'll tell you another thing, Macbeth. You mark my words. These school shootings that these senators and these these uh, uh, tyrants of, of all different parties come on and tell you, just surrender your freedoms and we'll protect you. The one thing that they're not going to talk about. I want a study of how many of these school children who commit these acts of terrorism on their fellow students are on mind-altering drugs from a very young age. Because, I mean, I'm no doctor. But as I look at this clearly disturbed individual, you're going to tell me he's not on mind-altering dr- drugs? And I hear time and time again, they, they couldn't wait to tie this to Donald Trump. They tied it as if Trump had something to do with it. And they talk of this regulation, this Obama-era regulation. And what the Obama-era regulation is, because it's not being dissected, it's not being talked about on any of these news shows, supposed news shows, is that this regulation was to prevent people who were deemed mentally incompetent by who, Macbeth? You're not going to believe it. By the Social Security Agency. Because if anybody's an expert on mental health, it's the Social Security Agency. So they were the judge, jury, and executioner of the right to bear arms. Now, for me... This is a unique position because I happen to have a childhood friend who uh, I talked to. In fact, he called me last night three times throughout the night, who is a uh, bipolar manic depressant whose parents passed away, whose family has nothing to do with him, and he's poor. And in fact, he lives on the charity of, of friends of myself and others that um, he lives in a ghetto. And next door to him, there is a crack house where there's constant thievery and breaking in and violence. And what this law would have prevented is my friend, my childhood friend, from having the right to 
a firearm to protect himself in his own apartment against the violence that's taking place feet away. But the socialist and the tyrant and the bureaucrat who has the agenda of having the citizen turn to Washington for everything. That's what the real agenda is. He, they wanted him not to have that right, and the Obama regulation would have stripped it away. So Trump, when he gets in, says, well, no, I think everybody has the right to bear arms. Everybody has the right to protect themselves. And sometimes the people who are mentally ill are the weakest among us and the most vulnerable. And instead of making them permanent, making them permanent victims, we're going to allow them to uh, have the right to defend themselves. And you know who was on his side, Macbeth, that never gets talked about? It wasn't the NRA, as you hear the school kids uh, condemn the NRA. It wasn't um, Republican lobby. It wasn't um, Halliburton. It was the ACLU that was on on Donald Trump's side of stripping away this Obama regulation. Well, that's because it was way too generalized. That's a really important issue that's being If you're an old person who can't take care of your your checkbook, you you can't then own a gun. Makes no sense. The whole thing, when you break it down, see what what, what these kind of uh, emergencies and these kind of tragedies and this kind of trauma to a nation uh, does is it takes away the individuality of the issue. It blankets it because we all want to protect the kids. We don't want to focus on the fact that we're already paying over $16,000 per pupil for each kid as a nation. That's what we pay to a public school. We don't want to focus on the fact that in that budget, they spend more on milk than they do security. That Michelle Obama's lunch program, where they're all going to eat salads and everybody's going to be organic, was 10 times the cost of what it would have been to put security in each one of these schools. See, because you don't want to talk about the issues. You want to do what the Democrats on Twitter, the socialists all over social media, and the, and the propagandists called media are doing today. You want to dull us all down to throw more money at the problem and the whole time disarming the citizens who had nothing to do with this instance or who will have nothing to do at this instance. And as somebody who visits a mentally ill person who loves, I love this guy, He's a, and, and Macbeth, Calls me five times a night. The phone's buzzing. It's everything's an emergency. He misses everybody. You know, yeah. he's literally feet from a crime wave in, a, in, a, in an abandoned building in a ghetto. This guy needs to defend himself. He's never won a fight in his life. I can testify all the way back to fourth grade, for God's sakes. So let's not have a specific issue. Let's blanket categorize people because it's only through that tribalization that tyrants gain the power that we give them. What's well, the only way big government and operates? Each too. one of these cases, politicians are asking you to give them power over you. And when you give them, who do you give them to? The bureaucrats like the FBI? Because if nobody has any guns, if good guys don't have guns, we have to depend on the FBI. Now, I'll tell you the truth. I don't know if they could catch a pickpocket, let alone a, a domestic terrorist. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll take all your calls. I know the boards are all lit up. Give us a call. 312-642-5600 after these messages. Thank you so much. What country do you come from, sir? This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows that the days... A bombshell admission from the FBI. Six weeks ago, they were warned that Nicholas Cruz might be planning a school shooting and did nothing about it. This is a stunning, stunning admission. 
In a statement, the FBI says somebody close to Cruz called the agency's tip line and provided information about Cruz's gun ownership, desire to kill people, erratic behavior, and disturbing social media posts, as well as the potential for him conducting a school shooting. Here's the stunning part. No further investigation was conducted at that time. That's from Inside Edition. What are you doing? What are they doing? I mean, you were handed this guy on a silver platter. You didn't. It really is the one. Incredible. When they talk about these things, when these things usually happen, a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, he was a little weird, but we had no inkling of this. We had no inkling of that. This is the one case that I know of where everything was crystal clear. It sounds like, at least in hindsight. Not to mention, did you see the kid? Obviously, they had banned him from the school. They had said he couldn't have any backpacks anywhere. The cops had been to his house 40 times. The welfare um, bar- brothers. Sick and dogs on the neighbor's pig. I mean, yeah. they, they, the kid was messed up. Everybody saw these warning signs. People spoke up. The they wel- did what they were supposed to do. They saw something. They said something. When they blew the investigation of the welfare brothers, the Zarnayoffs with the Boston. Oh, Army, yeah, yeah. I found that. We were know. warned by Russian intelligence of all people. How, how, how do you botch that? And that, that kind of just went away. Then the Fort Hood massacre. That was another investigated one. Investigated yeah, A lot of missed signs. Right. You got the kid in New Mexico two months ago. Right. William Atkinson investigated him. Only three people died. He didn't use it. Yeah, that AR-15. one didn't make a whole lot of news. He used the Joe Biden shotgun. Yeah. That's okay. We don't want to talk about that. That's okay. Well, he didn't He didn't use the Joe Biden shotgun because he didn't put one in the air uh, to warn people. You know, and there that was, was another Biden thing. Suggested. When when uh, Mueller was set up as the, the uh, he was the, the oracle of fairness and righteousness, I remembered the last time Mueller and Comey were involved in an investigation. You remember this, Macbeth? It was 2001 with the Anthrax case. Yeah. You remember how that ended? The guy's name was like Hatfield? I think it was. Yeah. Did it end? You sure they, did. They, really, gave did. Five they really wrapped that up quietly. Yeah. Well, they had to settle with him for a wrongful yeah. prosecution because everything they did was wrong. It turns out. Well, it's like Richard Jewell. They did basically the same thing. With that the Atlanta Inspector Clouseau doesn't need an accent from France. He just can get on an FBI agent. I don't understand how you blow all of these. And now we still look at them as if they're uh, they're from the 1920s and they're breaking prohibition. Well, the, you've been milking that a while. To be fair, the FBI is very good at one thing: uh, setting up someone with a fake bomb and then prosecuting sure. them once they hit the trigger. Not to mention, they all have good haircuts. They all have that left to right part job. All right, let's go to the phones. I promise I'll take your call. We got a lot of callers. Let's go to Sharon first. One of my favorite He's callers. Reaching Sharon for my task. I was Hi. reaching. What's up, Sharon? Thank you for taking my call. Um, I wonder how much those nitwits who are going to be marching are paid by George Soros and company. They keep replaying the message of the hysterical mother who has every right to be after losing, I think, her 14-year-old son in this horrible debacle. There are many other parents, though, like her, who also lost their children or who are going to be maimed and psychologically injured for life, who have given their eye to, to have had armed people. Sharon, are you calling from the space today? station? No, I'm not. All right. I'm sorry. Can you hear better now? Not really. Can you hear better now? Now we can. There we go. What I'm trying to say is that I believe that there are many other people who would have given their eye tooth to have had armed guards at that school. They would have taken this perpetrator out. The one person who was a security guard there never saw this monster. And this is the problem. The FBI, we have to rely on our government to save us. Yeah. We should be Well, this is the, this is the problem. You can't go... Federal Bureau of Investigation. You're right. You're right. Thank you so much for the call. And this is the problem with it. You can't... You don't want, you, you don't want to rebut the kids. The kids are there right now. 
and they're they're hurting on television. It's painful to watch, and they're trying to, you know, do what kids do. They're trying to well, right for the most part, and and, and it's it's not a this is not a dig on them or whatever, but they're repeating what what adults have told them about what's going on. Adults with an agenda. They don't want the kids for to the understand. Part, yes. You know, I I'll bet you kids are probably shocked to find out that that their neighbors are paying in excess of sixteen thousand dollars per pupil on average for kids. I don't think to they go care. to school. I, I, I think some of them would. And, you know, I don't want to talk about people. I like individuals. I think some of them would. And I think some of them would uh, either accept or reject it. But this, uh, this notion that, that in this budget for these kids, we don't have a security team in each and every school. You know, I myself, like most of a public, Chicago public school teachers, I don't think that the public schools are good enough for my kids. So I work extra hard and pay an extremely high tuition to send them to private schools. And the one thing I like about private schools is the fact that when you you can't even get in them. Did you know this, Macbeth? Yeah. You're, I mean, I know your daughter's uh, waiting baby, list. Well, I'm a but, private school kid, though. But you can't even, I can't get to her at any time during school. Phone's taken away. It's the she, same the thing with the public school. is pretty much locked down. Now, do some kids figure out a way to break out of school? Sure. But that's an entirely different I problem. Did. It's about protecting <laughs> the kids when they're in school. And this notion that there is a, a movement, not to only not protect them, but to somehow strip away the, the citizens or, the, or, or, or strip away the Second Amendment. And I understand the intention. Believe me, I get this. Mentally yeah. ill people. and yeah. Okay, fine. But these are case-by-case case issues. The way in which the law that they're already talking about no, no, is no, such no. a great law. You're not allowed to use nuance, Sean. I mean, do you realize the, that you're depending on one of the weakest links of government known as the Social Security Office? No, no, no. no. You're, not, you're not allowed to use logic. These are the people, these, these, these low-level bureaucrats that get to decide? Under Obama's regulation, who can and cannot own a weapon? And I've always been curious, how do they go about taking away the weapon? Is that is anybody interested in how that looks? How does that look? The issue is, how do you protect the kids? Which is the obligation of, of, of adults? Which is the obligation of government if it's going to be a public school? And the, re- the answer is, you protect them by securing them. You don't protect them by running around saying, do something, do something, do something. Let's everybody have a conversation. That's not, that doesn't do anything except make a bunch of guys in boxy suits waiting for a campaign contribution look important. They don't have any answers. There isn't a congressman right now that has an answer. There's a bunch of them that want to tell you they sympathize with you and want to get your vote because they promise to do something. But the reality is, what are, are there but a handful of politicians saying, well, the first thing we should do is arm people in schools. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not one of these guys who says, oh, give the kids guns. I no, don't I don't even either. like the idea of giving the teachers themselves guns just because there's a student teacher relationship that doesn't necessarily need to have that sort of intimidation. I'll tell you what, the next teacher strike we get, in I Illinois, will be happy to carry at my kid's school. The next teacher strike that we get in Illinois for another day off or another bump in pay or another whatever. Send them to the range. Let's see if we how many magnanimous teachers who do it all for the kids. Yeah. Let's see how many of them demand to go on strike because they want security guard making their kids safe in school. Yeah. Because I'll bet you it'll be a small room. You could fit them in a phone booth. What's Let's the go thing? to Patrick. Go ahead. As a caller, I don't like to keep the callers you know, too much on. Like Patrick, thank you for calling the Liberty Hour. Hey, Sean, I got, I got two things to say. Number one, how many of these shootings over the last 10, 15 years have taken place in parochial schools? Not too many. Not too many. I, I don't think. The other thing, I cannot believe I would ever 
live to see the day where there's going to be an army of kids in the streets demanding that the government take away their rights. It really is mind-boggling. You know, and it goes to, I did a show a while ago, and I said every great nation has one thing in common. They commit suicide. Yes. And this is the kind of thing I was talking about. And I was, you know, it, it applies towards economics as far as I'm concerned when you look at the spending bills proposed by both parties. But look at what you, you said. You've got kids who are, and they're kids. You think, how many of these kids have read the Federalist Papers? How many of these kids understand what the Enlightenment is? Understand the sovereignty that we are the only country to be built on the sovereignty of the individual, not of the government. These are kids that are, have been brought up under this pretend utopia where only these failures who are only good at raising money are sold to have answers. So it's, it's nauseating. And here's the question. I don't know how it ends where those liberties are reestablished to these very kids who are calling for their own demise. That's what's happening when you see these kids. It's heartbreaking on the level of what they suffered. But what's more heartbreaking is that they think there is some man behind the curtain who can make them safe if only the politicians have a conversation. It's pathetic. It's nauseating. But what it does do is it does strengthen the power of the bureaucrat over the citizen. And in each one of these tragedies, that's what is gained, is the power of the bureaucrat over the citizen. And not one TV reporter brought up Bauer, Officer Bauer, who was killed by a four-time felon. And he didn't listen to one gun law. He didn't listen to not even the one about the extra magazine in his handgun, which pretty much turned it into a, handheld, uh, a, a, a single handheld AK-47. I mean, if you look at that, that clip... It's semi-automatic. It's shots. 20 rounds, 30 rounds. Can yeah. you get one... News reporter, one, with the honesty and the intellectual integrity to look bigger than the one dimension he's being fed by his uh, his boss. It's just sickening. This is the Liberty Hour. If you're on the line, stay on the line. i got a criminal attorney. I can't wait to talk to him. Very excited. Normally, it's when I'm a defendant. We'll be back after these messages. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. The admission by the FBI has left families here reeling. The FBI has even issued this apology. We deeply regret the additional pain this causes all those affected by this horrific tragedy. Well, as long as they regret it. You know, uh, I'd like to talk to an attorney and not get a bill. So that's why I love doing the show, because every once in a while, an attorney will call. So give me... I got to reach here. I, I say give Bruce? me, but I got to hit it. Bruce, thank you so much for calling the show, and thank you for holding on. Oh, God bless you, Sean. I love your show. I'll come straight to the point. Bulletproof glass like they have in the currency exchange protecting their money. Protect your kids. Uh, metal detectors. Two cops on duty. One with an AR-15, one undercover. Locking doors that nobody can get in or out. And... Uh, Nobody can get in a classroom once it's locked. If you have somebody with guns, professionals, bulletproof glass, and uh, uh, metal detectors, that's the only way to stop somebody intent on killing people or getting into a building and causing havoc and death. They're not going to see a circle with a gun 
you know, like they have at the bank. Yeah. You know, a circle with a gun, no gun. Exactly oh, wait a minute! I better not go in the bank with a gun. Oh, I, you know, I better Bruce, rethink that. I'm gonna, I want to take advantage of having you on the phone because I want to talk about just two things, and I want your opinion on it. Number one, 2001, Comey Mueller in charge of investigating Stephen J. Hatfield. So. Uh, outrageous were, was their prosecution of this guy that the government settles with this guy for four point six million dollars. So we these two uh, geniuses are in charge of an investigation and they were so out of bounds that the government settles for four point six million. How rare is it for a government to settle an investigation? So in other words, this isn't like police brutality. This isn't wrongdoing. This is an investigation. How rare is that? Never. Okay, so that's an extremely rare case. Now, my other like question... Like hen's teeth. Now, now like my, finding teeth in a chicken. Now, my other question is, you've got all these that we went over. The Orlando shooter, they investigated him months before he did it. They, they let him go. The Boston Bombers let him go. Fort Hood mm-hmm. let him go. William Atkinson, he's okay, too. At what point do the citizens... See, because here's how my brain works. Only through... And, and, and they don't get penalized when we write the check. Right, Mueller and Comey—they didn't pay us a cent of this four point six million. The people did. What is the law that prevents us from suing them individually for their failure? Is there one? Well, you can't—they built it in. You can't sue the government. Uh-huh. You know, it's like almost impossible to sue the government. If not impossible, well, it's just when they lock somebody up for twenty-five years that they browbeat into a confession or they got the forensics wrong, then you can sue. Other than that, the negligence, it's very, very difficult to sue the government. In my opening statement where there are really no consequences to bureaucrats for their failure, the only repercussions are paid for by the citizens in every case. Not just the fact that we're the ones that are killed, we're the ones that pay when they do screw up. We pay on both ends of that seesaw, am I right? Well... In an age where they only care about not the winner of the race, but the race of the winner, <laughs> we pay, this time we pay with our children's blood. Yeah. Well, and Bruce. that's where you got to draw the line, and there's plenty of ex-Marines, or cops that are retired, or stop spending money on, on things that, you know, free phones, oh, and you ain't free seen this that. and free that, you ain't and seen nothing, Bruce. children. Wait till the infrastructure hits. You're going to love it. Listen, thank you so much for calling the Liberty Hour. Hopefully I'll never need you, but if I do, I'll call you. Now let's go to, uh, we got the boards here lit up. Let's go to Dawn. I love her. Great patriot. Dawn, thank you so much for calling the show. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. I guess what I would want to ask these same politicians is, what is, they want all these new gun laws and stricter gun laws, but my question to them would be, what is their stance on abortion law? Do they think it's okay for legal abortion? Well, and I guess my question would be, when do they start to value life? Um, to me, their argument falls apart because their, their motive is exposed by their stance on abortion. If they don't feel that a, a child is, is valued at, at the unborn, they really don't care about protecting life. Well, they care about their, their, their talking points. You know what I mean? And the value really of life comes me. for yeah for a liberal politician. The value of life comes somewhere in between being cleared of Down syndrome and, and being able to vote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's just it's just sickening. And, and what you're doing, Dawn, is you're linking consistencies and you're exposing the hypocrisy of their faux uh, um, outrage at this. And it's you know what? 
This is exactly how, how the country should be at the fact that we've aborted how many kids since Roe v. Wade? 55 million? Uh, somewhere around uh, 18% of what would be the U.S. This, population this right is, now. You're exactly right. So this is the outrage, people who recognize abortion for the exact slaughter, only it's uh, in some cases more violent than what happened uh, last week. So, yeah, you're exactly right. And targets right. people of certain races. That's right. It's just, it's, it's, there is no... There is no continuity to thought. So now we have to go to break. Am I right? No, I was just telling you not to take another call. You know I'm not good with segment. the hand signals. You do the wrap-up, go to break. Well, I it's my like... fault for using the correct hand signals. I understand exactly. that, Exactly. Now you're starting to get a hold of the rules here. Yeah, just... All right. Give me uh, no Schumer. Can I talk about the 25-cent gas? Next Tax, segment you can. 25 cents a gallon that we already pay 18.4 cents, but you probably forgot about that. That's how we're going to pay for the nifty infrastructure. If you're on the line, I'll take your calls. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. It's my favorite song. Now, you know, Macbeth, I've been telling you, The Liberty Hour, we're catching on. We're dominating in our time slot. I'm Are we? getting emails from Italy. Are you? Talked about that. We've got, uh, you know, my Facebook. We're, I'm getting contacted. We're getting them here at the studio. But every once in a while, late night... We get somebody that I really look forward to talking to. And we have a politician who's a good guy. And I know this because he's running for Cook County um, Sheriff right now. His name is Dominic Izzo. Want to give him to me? You give him to yourself. Uh, I mean, what good are you? It must be the union. Dominic, thank you so much for calling the show. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. I've been trying to call the show for quite a while. I listen to you all the time, and I'm anything but a We're always here. I'll tell you that. Thank you. That's what's nice. And you want to know what's funny, Dominic? And a side note, I was telling, when I saw your name up here, I went and talked to Macbeth. I had uh, James Mendrick, who's running for DuPage County Sheriff, in my cigar store, the Elmhurst Cigar House today. And he sat there because he was... I was, in your, I was in there two weeks ago, and you were, at, you were uh, out of state. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm preparing, Dominic, for the implosion of Illinois. But go ahead. I want to get to your point, because I think it's important the people who uh, are in Cook County trapped there, like I am. He's preparing for the implosion of Illinois by going down and uh, buying property where it's going to get washed away <laughs> yeah, by uh, exactly. Al Gore's global warming. But, but uh, I'm trapped in Cook County, and you're running for Cook County Sheriff, so I, I want to let you get to your point. I, I think that you've been more than correct in the last several weeks. I can't tell you how many times I hear you call in uh, for the morning answer, and you are fed up with how broken politics are. Uh, I went to run as a Republican. I will tell you that the Republican Party is just as damned and broken as the uh, Democrats are in our county. Uh, if, if people knew... You know, Commander Bauer had recently spoken out about uh, the the broken system and electronic monitoring and these these inmates being released from Cook County Jail and was subsequently murdered by one. The irony is sick. It's disgusting. If people knew what our current sheriff and Preckwinkle and everyone allows with the county jail, they'd be they'd be disgusted. The, How about- the amount of money that he's being spent in programs that are useless uh, it's it's nauseating but we let it go and we've let it go because no one seems to care about our county politics at all dominic you know what i find disgusting i'm i'm as you know i live in elmwood park right so our old mayor 
Pete Silvestri is 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 a Cook County commissioner now, right? So as a Cook County commissioner, he has a little side gig, and that is for blackjack gaming or one of these video poker scoundrels who takes advantage of the desperate and the clueless. He's an agent for them. So here he is, the Cook County commissioner, and he's got a side gig where if you need a poker machine in your venue, you got to deal with him. And and the FBI, I don't know what they do, Dominic. I'm not just disparaging FBI agents. I mean, I don't know what they do. Why aren't they investigating the kind of political corruption and malfeasance and misappropriation of funds that you and I know exist? Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they investigating the tips they get? I mean, Dominic, so I... I, I had that answer. How's it looking for you? you. Do you have a website? uh, Anyone can find me on uh, Izzo for Sheriff on Facebook, Uh, Dominic Izzo on Facebook. You're going to see a very large social media presence. Um, I've been doing this for quite a while. I'm going to tell you flat out, the one thing that uh, the current sheriff has, has failed is he's not been working with our federal government. Uh, I, I respect the fact that we want to keep you know, a separation of it there, but I'll be damned if I'm not going to utilize every aspect available to make sure that the counties run the way it's supposed to be. See, that's why we got it. I support you, Dominic. I'm going to be voting for you. I'm looking forward to it. But one thing before I let you go. You know, this infrastructure thing, I was going to go into this in the next segment. Yeah, we've got a few things that we're going to get 25 cents a gallon tax. And you know what I don't understand, Dominic? I remember Cool Hand Luke. You remember that movie? I love that movie. Shaking the leaves, boss. Shaking the leaves. You know what it sickens me is these prisoners sit on their duff for their entire sentence. Why can't they go to work? I mean, we're, we have let, thousands let me, upon thousands of prisoners. i got to pay some other co- company to, so they can give 30% back to politicians. Why don't we get these guys in their jumpsuits in all kinds of weather? I want them shoveling. I want them fixing roads. Why do they just sit there and do nothing? The idea that we get this guy who's good, who, it's sickening to me. Because they can. I'll leave you with this, Sean, and it's really simple. It's because the voter voted in a person who had no law enforcement experience, they voted in a, a lawyer who appointed a psychologist to run the jail. You now have men and women who are criminals being treated as if they are patients. Yeah. Now, if the county wants to change and they want to see criminal element off the street, they're going to put a cop back in that position. So they're going to vote for Izzo in this November. I'm treated like the convict. They're treated like royalty. Listen, thank you so much, Dominic, for calling this show. I do appreciate it very much. Dominic Izzo on Facebook. We've got to look that up, Macbeth. We've got to link did. it. You've got to show me how to link and all that. It's I stuff. will show you how to use Facebook. All right, thank you. Let's go to Bob. Bob, thank you so much for calling the Liberty Hour. Absolutely. Hey, I was just calling in on the infrastructure tax. Oh. I totally agree with it. I mean, 25 cents a gallon, it's going to be used for the roads. The people that, that, that buy gas you are going to You're pulling my leg, Bob? Bob, you're pulling nope, my leg? I'm being, I'm being legit. Can you turn your radio off? What about, the highway, what about the highway fund we now have? What about the toll system we now have? What about the 18.4 cents per gallon you're already paying? Not to mention the Ray LaHood tax, which we don't know where that goes, but his kid's always very well dressed. What about all of that? Accountability is a huge part of it. But where else is so the just money forget gonna about come all that from, stuff. Sean? What do you mean? The money should... They just print it. The money shouldn't exist. This $1.5 trillion stimulus that you're now defending is a corruption payoff scheme. We're already paying for all this. We already pay $0.70 cents a gallon in taxes on our gas. We're already paying for it. Don't defend spending that you rallied against for eight years. Don't tell me what a great idea this is because Trump is selling it. See, that's what's really happening here. His entire career, he will spend more. He will tax more. He will borrow more than any president in history. I'm going to win my bet from Prof. And 
I don't even drink. I can't really take advantage of it. This is the Liberty Hour. There he is. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back after these messages. The Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM 560. The answer. New taxes, new spending. And how much? Let's just add half a trillion dollars. It was a trillion, now it's a trillion half. We like coming up with those numbers. Let's just add it up. And look it, all I gotta do is say conservative, 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 and it's a good idea. How are we gonna pay for it? Well, another conservative idea. We're going to implement more of a gas tax. And then there's yeah. another little thing that no one's really talking about except the guys who uh, buy stuff on the Internet and the guys who own stocks yeah. that are involved in selling stuff on the Internet. And that's a new federal tax on Internet sales. Yeah. But you know what? I like my, my bad news given to me with a limey accent. Give me Stuart Varney, will you please? How do you feel about a gas tax? Uh, you probably don't like it. How do you feel about an online sales tax? Uh, you probably don't care much for that either. But both are now being talked about. That is a shift. We've cut taxes on income and profits, and now we're looking at raising taxes on what we buy. Pause it. Now, see, this is what old con men used to call the slap and tickle. Now, the sl- you slap them, and then you tickle them. Now, what Trump did is he reversed it because he's from New York. He's tickling you, then he's going to slap you, you a little later. bit, gives you a little cut. Don't worry, you're going to get the extra $1,000 a year. It's going to be fine. More money in your pocket, more bonuses. It's not crumbs. That's the tickle. And you go, oh, thank you, Donald. And then he slaps you with new taxes. All in, well, the, in, in, in the scheme. And, and listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Infrastructure is a scheme. It's, it's, it's a way to fraud a higher GDP than what would naturally appear. It's a way to make us look like we're doing really good. And forget about the fact we're funded with borrowed, fake, and created money. That's what an infrastructure is. Borrowed, fake, and created. So now This is not the way to win a popularity contest. I just thought you'd like I like that. that. Yeah. See, I, I like my bad news with a British accent. <laughs> I just do. Except when it's, a, for some reason, the queen annoys me. But the other thing well, is, she's German, this so. is not a thought process where we're looking at the dimensions of who this hurts. Right now, tonight, there are, there are thousands of guys in the, in the Chicagoland area earning extra money because their kids may want to put them in private school or sure. maybe their daughter needs a dress for a yeah, dance or whatever the case job. is. So they, dress, they drive Uber, right? Yeah. There's pizza delivery guys. There's yep. people that are scraping along that there's sales guys in real estate who maybe didn't get a contract in Florida that they banked on. They're there stressed are people out who don't want to have hundreds of thousand dollars of debt who are working their way through college. There's all kinds. And, and when you when you hit a regressive tax, it affects the people working the hardest the most. There's not. Listen, Donald Trump doesn't know where what a gas pump, how it works. He's never paid for gas. Donald, in fact, hasn't paid for sneakers, let alone congressmen. Congressmen don't pay for their gas. So you've got a group of people who are never going to feel the ramifications of their actions, ever. And if they do, they're going to be sitting on a 200-something thousand dollar a year pension. And what makes it even more disgusting, Bob, I, I recognize the voice. He's probably called the show a couple of times or other shows. He's probably a Tea Party conservative guy. He probably started out chanting against the spending of Obama. And what he's not realizing is like what, what these kids are not He's realizing. now rooting for political they're people like sports They're rooting against their own interests. Yes. 
This is what you do when you support this kind of fraud, failure, money laundering Ponzi scheme known as infrastructure. And he's not rooting against his own interest as a stand for a principle or something like that. He is just washing along with the uh, with the debris. See, that's the trick of a con man. They make you root against your own interest and they make you assume their wrong answer. See, so now all of a sudden, all the good people are assuming the wrong answer Trump came up with in the fraud of infrastructure. Now you've got good people. Well, how are we going to pay for it? Well, it shouldn't be there in the first place. And now that it is there, don't you come to me with another new tax, another new penalty for existence, because this is what is our job. We are to defend the least among us. You're defending the poorest among. I mean, you're, you're harming the poorest among us with this kind of a tax. And it shows up in logistics. It's not just the people working. It's all the products you buy. They don't eat that cost. They pass it on to the consumer. That's the end of the show, Macbeth? Certainly is. Fastest hour on the weekend. We need more time. Lovely wife, thank you for bringing her. You pawned off the kids and the mother-in-law, but that's all right. Date night here at the Liberty Hour. See you next week. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home.